Okay. I see people coming in. It's working. Boom, we're live. That's my one tribute to Mike. That's all I got for him. Does he say boom, we're live? He says, boom, we're live. And then he says, come on in, come on in. And And somehow he knows who everybody is and welcomes everybody. I'm not as technically advanced, obviously. And so... What do you mean, um, obviously? I mean, obviously, look at me. I can't even figure out who's coming in. I just see the number of people that are coming in, but I, I, I'm, we'll start to, I guess, if you post on the Q&A who's coming in, then I'll be able to see. You know, I got to see it right in front of me, honey. Speaking of, honey, welcome. Thank you. In case those of you on the uh, webinar are noticing... My partner in crime, Mike Mahoney, is not here today, and we have a very special guest host, the lovely, the spectacular, the super smart, the talented, and my wife, Kathy <laughs> Corman Fry, who uh, is going to co-host today and help with some of the questions that have been posted, as well as um, take some questions from everybody. So we'll wait a couple more minutes until everybody pops in. I know people are still coming in, but we are excited to get uh, things rolling here for sure. There's a lot that we're going to cover. I see Hans has. uh, Let me see if I can. Okay. This is where I really probably should have worn my glasses. I think I just typed hello to you, Hans. (laughs) Hopefully I did. (laughs) You never know what word autocorrect is going to do. What are you drinking there? Oh, please. <laughs> like you don't know. Bourbon I'm double fisting. No, this is my Coke Zero in here, which is a problem for me. And I drink it a lot. And here I have your number one dad mug. Nice. Which is coffee. But I'm, a, I'm worried that chicken, who is our dog, like drank out of it. See, this, this is notorious chicken. Mm. Marks that chicken has drank mm. the coffee. Mm. Well, you know, chicken is uh, likes coffee. I think she's just needs some coffee. She's been up late watching the elections, <laughs> trying to figure things out. She's oh just gosh. got a little, you know, doggy anxiety. She's trying to work through. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like a weird kind of mime act with these broadcasters trying to get their touch screen things to work on the states and the counties and stuff. Okay, so yes, we're all suffering from election exhaustion, and so we're just going to take a little break from that now. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Okay, Um, so can making sure everybody can see my screen. I think we should kind of dive into this because we are at two minutes past, and here we go. And I feel like maybe we should tell people up front. Hey, Tammy, she wrote hi to everybody. Hey, Tammy. Um, Maybe we, if you guys have questions um, that you would like to ask the swag coach, put them in the Q&A. Uh, and there's some folks have emailed to us. Now, if you emailed us today, just go ahead and, and repost your question. So the agenda is intro by Josh, getting into some questions, folks emailed us ahead of time. And then probably around 1230, uh, we're gonna get into some of the additional questions that you guys are posing in Q&A if they're not answered already. Um, a little heads up is one of the popular topics is wooing large companies, finding the right people in large companies, and some social media questions. Okay, so go you, ahead. you just gave everybody a sneak peek. A sneak peek. That's a right. A sneak peek. And by the way, with Mike not being here, we can curse as freely as we want. I want you no, to know that it's cool. With me. To that. 
I know you've been looking forward to that. Dad's gone. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. So let's, let's dive into it. Um, You know, first off, welcome everybody. I appreciate you taking the time to join us today. Uh, We're trying to do something a little bit different here and do more of a Q and a style with me, just answering some of your questions as you wrap up your fourth quarter and try to finish the year strong. Um, You know, when we started off the swag coach program, it really was about this. It's about frontline coaching. So for those of you that are newer on the call, I too have my own book of business and I am on the front line, just like you kind of learning what the, what the clients need, bringing it back and obviously sharing best practices as I'm opening doors and closing deals with my own sales. So the spirit of this uh, webinar is really to be interactive and we yeah. can't be interactive unless you're interactive. Yeah. I think we should just get through as much as we can. So, yes, through this I'm go. Okay, okay. Here I go. Here I go. Here I go. Okay. You know, Mike doesn't rush me like this. He takes his sweet Southern time. Okay. So, please. I have no comment to that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you'll see on the Q and A. Let's use the Q and A function um, and post your questions that you have for me. Um, we did receive some questions up front a couple of days ago. I'm going to answer some of them, Kathy, and I'll talk a little bit about those, and then we'll answer your questions on the Q and A. So let's make this a, a fun and interactive dialogue, and hopefully you can pull a nugget or two away uh, from uh, from the session. Uh, everything is recorded. Uh, we'll show you late in a later slide where you can find that if you want to go back and listen to this. Um, we talked about what we're going to be doing today. I'll blitz through that. And then just real quickly, I just wanted to share for those of you that are newer on this call. So we started off this distributors helping distributors. This is actually our 20th uh, webinar, officially our 20th volume. And uh, we've, yeah, big deal, right? Um, and the spirit of this is really distributors helping distributors. I'm a distributor, you're a distributor, and just sharing best practices and paying it forward. And we've covered a wide array of topics, all of which are recorded and available on theswagcoach.com. You can see the different topics on your screen from PPP loans to selling PPE, the CRM tracking, uh, and most that's recently, a very, that's a very popular one. People cannot get enough CRM. I know. I know. We did um, not know. I did not know that, but it is the hot topic. Everybody wants to know about that. And then honey, can you just scroll up a little bit? Cause it, you can't see the link at the bottom of where they're all no. Uh, well, you know what guys, it just says this, it just cut off a little. Josh has to work on my, you know, paleolithic era Mac today. Cause his, computer's broken. But can you just tell everybody what that says at the bottom? The swag yeah, it's, coach. it's the swagcoach.com forward mm-hmm. slash replays. Okay. That's Sorry. it. So C- CRM, and then I know you guys just did year-end budgets and stuff. Yeah, year-end budgets and holiday gifts. So you should be able to pull away a nugget or two from these calls to basically go and crush your sales. And that is really what we are going to focus mm-hmm. on today. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the year-end sales thing, I have to say, that was pretty enlightening for somebody who's outside the industry but has witnessed the industry for several decades because folks aren't traveling. So instead of thinking, oh, woe is this company, it's COVID. In fact, they have these massive budgets if they had um, events that they didn't have to have and it's virtual or executives who would travel around, all that kind of stuff. So That's right. And now is definitely the time. I mean, we are in crunch time. So yeah. if you're servicing a market or an industry that's doing well, then in theory, they should have leftover budgets to redeploy into your pocket. We, we love that. Okay. okay. 
Okay, so uh, before we actually get started, uh, let's uh, engage uh, everybody a little bit. And in the Q&A, uh, let's uh, share a win or one thing you're grateful for. How about mm -hmm. posting up a win in the Q&A or one thing you are grateful for? We can take a second while people are loading in their comments. And um, how about you, Kate? You got any I wins? I said, um, well, I mean, yeah, there's there's some wins. I will say, because I teach at George Washington University and I work with women from the GW community, but also all around the world. And I was on some calls recently with people from Kuwait and Afghanistan and Moldova and the Cook Islands and just everywhere. And hearing the different ways that these amazing entrepreneurs are adapting to COVID. It's just so inspirational. And we went through an exercise where we took something that was a challenge and we changed it into a mentoring opportunity. Like, what have you learned from this? It was, it just blew my mind. So I, I, I know this is the kind of conversation that you all lead, which is here's some challenges. Here's how we can turn it into learnings and successes. Yeah. So I, I really like that. I find it I, inspirational also because Maxwell's first round of college apps are done. Yeah. I'm grateful that's a big, for that. That's, a, that's, that's our a big eldest. win. Especially yeah. if he if he gets accepted anywhere, you know. But to your <laughs> point, and for and for me, I'm I'm going to give the old you know I'm grateful that we're in this country and we have the opportunities that we do as entrepreneurs to be in this business. You know, a lot of people are out there struggling. I know a lot of people on the call are struggling, but we have a lot of opportunities in our industry. And the fact that we operate as independent reps or yeah. as sole proprietors or small business owners here in the states, and I appreciate that. Because yeah. I know that there are a lot of people out there, not just in our country, but around the world that are really suffering. Okay. And Leslie, Leslie is grateful for health. That was actually the first thing that popped into my mind. I think about that every day, don't we all? Uh, and, and here's Jeff, who's grateful for having a new, clearer path as to how he's going to run his business. And that's oh, a, that's a that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I see... Um, Vladimir's on the call. Welcome, Vladimir. And you're grateful for me sharing my experience with the uh, company stores and, and, and the discussion that we had, which is awesome. Cool. I rock. Honey, remember you rock? that. Is that what they're saying? Oh, now That's I can what see Vladimir says. He says, I rock. I woke um, up today, Michael. Oh, now I, I have to, I had to redo the Q&A to see this. Grateful to always be selling. It's 2600 like ABC, uh, but it's ABS. <laughs> Grateful that elections are over. Chandra, Paul, good old US of A. Look at, look at some of the sales that are coming in. 2600 tumblers by Mike Carswell. Brenda sold, had a $10,000 day. Nice, Brenda. Yeah. Um, Tom Johnson, grateful for the health and the family. Yep. There's some good uh, ones here. Yeah. Yeah, really good. Really, really good. Okay. All right. Great. It looks like things are trending up. People are mentioning some good sales here. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, you know, longtime customers that keep doing business, you know, I think what I'm seeing, you know, a lot of people, it's been bottled up, right? People yeah. not only want to get out there yeah. just and from, from lockdown, what have you, but on the business front, start to, uh, you oh know, my gosh. spend some money. Yeah. 
I'm seeing, in addition to saying that you rock, Vladimir is talking about how he is, you know, comparing his experiences uh, being born in the Soviet Union to here, and he's more grateful uh, than anyone can imagine to be in this country. So that's that's really nice. Um, there's some great stuff here, you guys. Thank you. And then, do, and and Josh, um, does everybody know about your little injury from your violent game of tennis? I think I shared it the last time. Yeah, I had a, a little bit of a tennis injury and but I'm on the mend and you know it's actually worth notating before we jump in um you know I've had to pivot myself you know I'm I'm a rhythm guy we're going to talk a little bit about kind of getting into rhythm especially when you're when you're doing sales and trying to to be effective and efficient you know my I've I'm I'm on the DL with one extremity I can't move it I got my laptop that 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 crapped out on me yesterday yeah um, and I'm here. I'm versatile. I'm, I'm 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 making it happen. And you know, that's really what what it's about. You know, actually, here I'm. Before we get going, I got to just show my T-shirt for those of you that haven't seen it. I don't know if you can if you can see it, but it basically says the dream is free and the hustle is sold separately. And that's what this business is all about. Mm-hmm. Hustle. We can sit here and talk about the best practices and share with you some great nuggets, which we're going to do today. But at the end of the day, how are you going to execute? How are you going to plug that into your daily routine? How are you going to make things happen and start to hustle? Okay. The Q and A is blowing yeah. up and I don't even know how to clear these. I, I think I'm clearing some stuff. <laughs> okay. Okay. We're, okay. I'm just working with it here, guys. Okay. Okay, good. All right. All right. We got a lot of wins. We got a lot of celebrating and we got a lot of questions. So congrats to everyone on the wins. Uh, let's, why don't we get the ball rolling here and then jump right in, uh, Kate, to some of the questions that were sent to us. And then um, as we're answering these, obviously people are going to have some questions. This is a very casual discussion. If you have experience around the specific oh, topic yeah. we're discussing, by mm-hmm. all means, post it. That's a good so, idea. Um, I would, I would say that, uh, while uh, I profess to know a lot about this industry and have 25 plus years experience in terms of selling swag and the different ways to slice it and dice it, I don't profess to know everything and I'm looking to learn too. Mm-hmm. And certainly uh, we've got a lot of experience on the call today. So please share your experience and, and pay it forward just like we're doing um, so we can all help each other. Um, okay. So the first question, I mean, you sort of, we talked a little bit about this earlier. What are hot topics that come up a lot and qualifying buyers, a sort of consultative or strategic selling approach, um, which is just fancy words for sell smart and ask questions. Don't like vomit up your sales pitch immediately. And then um, the first question here is from Martina uh, and she's branding by Martina. And she's asking, how do you leverage and manage your time? And do you have any time management tools you can share? Which, okay. as we know, is like how everything happens. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, you know, because we're in a business where I think like, when I started off, I used to, uh, and this ties in with management, time management, and kind of the right questions to ask. Mm-hmm. I used to be so focused on trying to get any sale I could, I would yes people. I would yes them, I can do this. Uh, I can get you this product. Yes, I can meet at this time. Uh, you know, yes, I can, whatever. Mm-hmm. And what I, what the, what, what I was doing was actually reacting uh, to the customer and letting my schedule drive me. Mm-hmm. 
I don't, I don't, I don't do that anymore at all. I am very intentional with my schedule and with the questions I'm asking the customer and trying to drive the sale. Um, so for example, I really plan my days out and I plan my days out that, uh, and work out a weekly schedule. I've talked about this a little bit before and I'll show the tool in a sec um, that incorporates just a way for me to get into a routine and, and stay, you know, uh, in rhythm. Mm -hmm. uh, so the first thing I do uh, after I get my cup of coffee in the morning um, is I plan out time for myself to organize my day. And part of organizing my day, this sounds a little bit uh, non-work related, but actually I schedule a jog. And the reason I schedule a jog is because it helps me, as you like to say, get my yayas out, but yeah. it also gives me time to think mm -hmm. and, and, and drive my work through my challenges that are on my plate that are in my pipeline and just get me organized for the day. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I handle my, my uh, schedule in chunks of time. So I will work in, you know, it's up to you, but work in two hour chunks of time. Okay. Mm -hmm. And maybe those blocks are, you know, a two hour block that's personal then a two hour block. That's um, only sales revenue generating related activities, mm -hmm. meeting with customers, following up on proposals, sending proposals, these kinds of things, and then chunks of time that are more admin. So I don't do the admin work until the end of the business day. And I focus my energies pretty much on a daily basis, either getting my day started and then focusing on those revenue generating activities. And I, my, my schedule stays the same pretty much daily because yeah. then it becomes like clockwork. I don't, I have it. I print it, I can look at it, but at the end of the day, I know. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and the benefit of doing this is it helps me then direct the conversation with the customer. Like for example, uh, if a customer asks me, you know, can I come and meet with them at 9 a.m.? My answer is typically no, because that, that block of the day is, is carved out. Um, so I actually will even drive it where when I have a meeting with the customer or schedule a Zoom call with the customer, I will give them options that fit within my schedule and make sure it's okay. So mm -hmm. I'll always check in with the customer, but I'm looking out for and driving my schedule as opposed to letting it drive me. Well, what I'm hearing is, and I've just seen this evolve over the years, is number one, um, you have a routine and that works for you. I've had people, you know, that I've worked with over the years, I've had a, you know, 30 years in all sorts of different sectors, um, merger and acquisition, competitive analysis, you know, nonprofit, government, all, you know, all this stuff, right? So I, I kind of observe a lot of people. And I know that routine doesn't work for everybody. Right. So I think the whole point is have something that works for you. Some people like having variation every day. You know, you like the routine, you do something that's meditative kind of, I mean, it's, it's exercising and stuff, but you don't discount that. And I think now more than ever, that's really important during COVID people are really kind of losing it yeah. uh, during COVID. And, um, you have an overall approach. If I were to come up with two big things that I heard, one is not being reactive and yesing people. And the second thing is really being very conscientious and conscious of what of your time is focused on revenue generating activities. So the ability to throw things over the fence and have somebody else process it, whether you, know, you have a virtual assistant or an admin, or you work with a, a company that does that, 
it sounds like that's very valuable to you and allows you to focus more on revenue generating. Absolutely. I mean, we could go all day talking about how I drive my schedule and how I drive my business. I think the bottom line is you, you should be driving your own business, your own sales, as opposed to letting it drive you and your calendar and your, your schedule is a part of that. Mm-hmm. But discipline is a part of that too. Staying focused, you know, being yes. consistent with your effort and follow mm-hmm. through. So you can kind of see the screen. I just shared a, just an example of a weekly schedule and I, I, you know, the, in terms of these chunks of time, these are just examples, right? Mm-hmm. We all have our own uh, lives and schedules and what have you, but this is just an example of one way to consider putting together a weekly schedule mm-hmm. and then test it out, you know, try it for a full week. See if you can be consistent with working your time around these schedules. Obviously life gets in the way. There's, you know, you're going to have clients that are just going to be like, no, I want to meet at eight in the morning, for example, for me. Mm-hmm. Will I do it? Of course, if, it's, right. if, the, if, the, if it merits the, but just at least to have a way to kind of drive my schedule. And what is, this is like a nitpicky question, but I'll just ask it from 11 to three, go meet with people. How is that different now during COVID? I mean, for me, I'm doing a ton of, of Zoom demos. Yeah. Calls. It's actually okay. a great opportunity because, you know, we can spend so much less time traveling, driving, flying, going to meet with people. Yeah. It's not, it's not obviously quite the same as going and in, in interacting face to face, but conversely, especially with prospects, it's a great way to get face to face time with someone who normally would be like, yeah, give me a call. I'll talk to you for five minutes to hang up. You have no chance of building a relationship. Mm-hmm. So it's an opportunity, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, hopefully that was um, helpful, Martina. And, you know, if you have follow-up questions, feel free to put them in the chat if you, you know, more detailed, but it sounds like you have some philosophies as well as actual um, time blocks that you set out. All right. So our next question is Tom with TJ Studio. And his question is, what's the best way to woo large corporate customers and what research do I need to do up front? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> lots of, lots of ways to go about this. Um, you could take yeah. yourself off of, um, screen share, I think too. Okay. Unless we still want to, and do you want to highlight that still? Uh, no, I think that's good. Okay. I think that's good. Okay. Let me see if I can. You know fix. how to do it. Let me see if I can did do it. this. <laughs> did it work? It worked. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes. Um, you know, one of the things we've talked about and we do with our small group coaching is targeting a niche market. We call it a million dollar niche. Mm-hmm. And so what that means is basically focusing on a vertical, being an expert in an industry, mm-hmm. and then plugging in products and services into that market. I mean, to me, that's really strategic selling. You are going from selling a product and being a promo distributor to really being a partner, a vendor partner to the customer. Mm-hmm. And if you play your cards right, you're getting into their supply chain. And if you get into a customer supply chain, like their uniforms or products like office supplies or um, you know even promotional items where they're using on a, as a part of the, how they go to biz, do business, you're getting reorders. So that's very strategic. So to answer mm-hmm. the question about getting in with a with a big customer, I mean I think of it in two ways. One is do you have an do you have an in? Well, if you have a big customer and you have an in, obviously to leverage your contact to then navigate through the customer, the company, to figure out who the decision makers are, which is where the research comes in. And we could talk a little bit about that. 
The second is if you've got a prospect and you're, you just, you know, you're targeting a niche market, right? So I target the property management industry. I know I can pull a list of the 50 largest companies that are in the industry. And then I can cross-reference them on LinkedIn. I can go to their company websites. I can uh, look at based on title that I know buys my product, um, who these people are. And then I can start asking, figure out my way to get to those people. When I get to those people, I can then share my area of expertise and why Mm -hmm. we are so good at what we do because we specialize in servicing the industry. So Mm -hmm. um, I think oftentimes people also think big company. Um, I've worked with a company that is a publicly traded company with 7,000 employees and uh, they spend a couple thousand dollars a year. Then I've worked with a company that has 150 employees that spend over a hundred hundred thousand dollars a year. So I would be sizing up the opportunity based on looking at what are the products they buy on a regular basis that you could sell them? How can you position yourself as a vendor partner and expert to really solve some of the challenges and pain points that they're experiencing? Usually that goes with distribution, right? If you have lots of different offices in your company, that's usually a good sign that if they don't have a company store or a central way to process our type of business to sell a company store, because you're solving the problem of distribution. Mm-hmm. You're also solving the problem of, of, of brand controls and even you know financial controls. You know, okay, companies so me, don't... Oh, sorry. sorry, finish that sentence, sorry. No, companies, uh, they've got these pain points. They don't even think of us as, as operational people. They think of us as, you know, oh, you sell pens, you sell hats, you sell mugs. So if you flip the conversation and start talking strategy with some of these bigger companies or bigger buyers, you're going to get the ear of the, the C-level people who are the, ultimately, if they're not the decision maker, they just push it right down to the decision maker. And they say, work with this guy, work with this company. They can yeah. help us as opposed yeah. to just buying a product. You know, and I I like all those points. What I'm hearing is two things. One is um, think like they do, right? So get to know what's happening in their industry as well as research who are the leadership team. And there's also this thing, it's a very bizarre kind of research, but I used to be in a a very specialized kind of research and I learned these weird tricks. And and I want this one I call the Verizon really sucks trick because what had happened is we were working in the telecom industry and um, somebody had bought up, you know, so Verizon had just invented its name and everything. It used to be something else. And they, and somebody had bought up Verizon sucks, Verizon really sucks and Verizon really, really sucks. And we're putting putting all this stuff out there about them. And, And so sometimes I'll put in a company's name and I'll say really sucks, or I don't like them. or And you can see these are some of the pain points that they're dealing with on a customer service level. That's and, hilarious. Yeah. And, and how to deal with it. Are they dealing with them well? Are they not? Everybody knows those times where, you know, do you, you've heard about this. You complain on social media. Does the company get back to you right away? 
that company is doing a great job with its outreach and its customer service and its branding on that level. But a lot of companies are really struggling. So for you to understand that and then to help them solidify their branding, their image, and to say you understand and kind of meet them where they are and ask smart questions, it, I think there's no better selling technique than asking smart questions. And approaching people now is a little different. You can't just go to an event and possibly run into the CEO or the senior vice president of the company you want to meet. But right. social is a great opportunity. They're posting stuff on LinkedIn, let's say. You can see what they're interested in. You can comment on it and sort of troll around a bit, if you will, and then connect with them and send them a message and just say, I really like the things you're posting. This is an area I'm interested in too. And maybe ask Ask them a question, you know, and yeah. just dialogue. I mean, listen, I think that the thing that's so cool is, right, there are lots of different avenues, media, what have you, to be able to connect with people, to find out information about companies, and then regurgitate back to them what you're, what you're seeing or, you know, you know connect with them in a way where they hear you. And one of the, one of the things that I've done also, just worth sharing, is – you know, I will go and look at a, a, a bigger companies. Now, back to the bigger company. So, you know, well, whether you're a bigger company or not, the companies, if they're focused on their culture, will typically put out there their core values and their mission statement. And so you can easily find that type of information and then put that back out there when you're communicating your pitch, yeah. whether you're pitching a company store and you're like, Oh, well, I, you know, we want to set up categories for your store and we think they should tie in with your, with your, with your core values or products that tie in with your core values or what have you. Right. Um, that's helped oh. you in sales presentations with big companies to come in knowing that it's sort of like, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna use an inappropriate analogy, but let's just say certain of us on this call know what it's like to just be underestimated, right? And I think that in the promotional products business, people do tend to underestimate you, right? Let's be honest. And it's a huge market, but people kind of think, oh, you know, pens and mugs, like Josh was saying. So you walk in and you're like, look, I run a business, I've researched your business and I have some ideas for you. And let me ask you some questions. It's great. You know, right. you, can, you can only go up in terms of, I, I feel like how some folks perceive the promotional products industry. And one thing that Donald is saying here, which is a, something that's worked for him is to always ask, um, what do you need now? And what have you done before? And um, he says, it's always a positive to ask how they measure success. Yeah, I mean, to, to your to your point, Kate, I mean, and we'll, I'll share a little like, I when I do a presentation, especially to a larger customer, mm -hmm. I'm not even, I, 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 if I'm in person, okay, mm -hmm. sometimes I won't even pull any product out. I'll just sit at the conference room and wait for them to come in. And they're like, well, do you have any products? I'm like, yeah, give me, can you just give me a second? I just want to ask you a few questions so I can understand your needs and understand your business and how it, and how it ticks and all that stuff. So to me, that's what I'm most focused on. And it helps me present myself as someone who has, who's half a brain, right? Mm -hmm. Wow. Right. This guy's asking some more questions. This guy actually really cares about the business. He's just not trying to sell me on a product. I don't lead with the product and I really don't even end with the product. I'm most for, focused on their needs and understanding. And then I plug products in. Mm -hmm. 
And it's very easy to get into the weeds, you know, about the products. And you even have a good example of that from a coaching uh, call, sort of really interesting experience, frankly, the other day. But let's try to jam through some of these questions because um, there's also one that George, uh, or sorry, that's Gregory Harvey had, and I want to get to. Um, yeah. So, so um, Tammy with AdWiz wants to know, any and all suggest suggestions for the proper practices to reach out to larger companies and how to know if you're talking to the right person. So we've talked a little bit about reaching out to larger companies, um, the research, you know, different ways to connect with them. So maybe expound upon that a little bit and figure out this and then address the second point, which is, is this the right person? Yeah. I mean, I just go right in and ask, Yeah. you know, are you the decision maker? Yeah. How's that? Who's the decision yeah. maker that handles your company store? Who's the decision maker that handles your, you know, recruiting giveaways? Who's the decision maker that handles your, you know, uh, yeah. whatever, you know, to me, I would be asking very point blank. So, you know, and you're not running, running around like a chicken with your head cut off. The other thing. But can I just stop you for one second there? Yeah. And, and just, and just want to like fold in what I'm guessing could be a, a follow-up question on this is, that's is that within a context that you're talking to somebody? I mean, you can't just message somebody on LinkedIn or email and be like, "Hey, who's the decision maker?" I mean, this is within the context of a conversation with them. Why can't you do that? What do you mean? I don't know. I mean, I'm just wondering. Well, if it seems okay. Spammy. Uh, it's probably a little spammy, but like, think about that. Okay, I'll give an example. Okay? okay. Yeah. I target the property management industry. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm on LinkedIn. I send her an inquiry to a contact of a contact and I literally tee it up. Sorry to bug you. Just trying to find the decision maker. I specialize in servicing the property management with company stores. If you know of a contactor in your company and you'd be willing to pass this along or make an introduction, I'd really appreciate it. Okay. So that's pretty direct, don't you think? Well, I think there's some nice <laughs> book uh, there's some nice book ending there. You know, and so I, I think that's much more realistic. I mean, I remember when we we used to have to call people in the competitive analysis industry, which is basically like spying on corporations and get information from them. And and so we had a script and, and there were different scripts that work better. So that works for you. And so I think that's really great to share. Another thing, which was like a clincher when I had to call around and hit up people for information is getting referred from somebody else. And usually the CEO's assistant knows everything. I mean, we used to call right up to the CEO's assistant and he or she would say, oh, this is the person you need to talk to. And right. then we'd say, oh, we just, we just got um, referred to you by CEO such and such's office. Right. Boom. They're going to immediately reply to you. So just little things like that. I think sometimes, um, and, I'm, and I'm sure people have their own ways of, um, I'm seeing if anybody's putting any tips in here, but I think each of these could be its own session, right? Like research, right. scripts for approaching people and not sounding cheesy, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, the, so it's not just asking the, who the person is, but it's also qualifying the opportunity. And I think that a lot of times I hear, I'll just speak for myself. I missed the mark there for a long time in my career mm -hmm. and qualifying the opportunity means, do they have a budget and have they spent pro on our products in the past? Because if, you find the right buyer and they don't put a value on what we're doing. It's going to be like, right. you know, square peg round hole. And right. you, you know, time is money. Yeah. Value your time. We talked about driving your schedule. That is part of it. 
Your so time is valuable. You don't do a proposal or a quote unless somebody has given you a budget range and proof that this is actually a purchase that is going to happen, right? Because I mean, I'm sure you can get sent down the proposal vortex a lot. That's like, right. oh, great. Okay, I'll get a proposal. And five hours later, they don't buy anything from you. That's right. They, they're, or they're using you for ideas to then take to somebody else. And that happens in our industry. That's, that's part of it. Yeah. I, will, I will be very precise in terms of getting the questions answered before mm-hmm. I start pitching products and ideas. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, what's the quantity? What's your budget per unit? When do you need the product by? Are there any branding requirements? Is there a specific audience you're targeting that this is for? When do you need, wait to see when you need the product enhanced by? Yeah. Are there certain types of products you want? Do you want uh, products that are generic or do you need it? You want to co-brand with a, with a brand. So it's got more cachet. Mm -hmm. What, so asking these types of things, that, that helps me qualify. If they are like, I don't know, I'm not sure, I don't know, can you send me ideas? Like to me, they're bullshitting me. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. You know? Now I'll, 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 see, imitate, I see, I'll imitate Mike. Oh, Josh, this is the Howard Stern <laughs> show. Okay. I see Paul Zafirana actually posted something. You know, do you create the marketing pieces and send them out, uh, you know, or, and, or continue down the, the path of sales? marketing materials and such social media. Uh, I, you know, do you prioritize marketing over sales? Okay. Yeah. I don't personally, and maybe I'm, I'm, I'm starting to, we're going to be testing some things out on the marketing side, but the reality is um, my marketing that I build, if anything is a part of the credibility follow-up process. So I try to get my foot in the door, speak like I have half a brain, share my area of expertise, and then I will have a system of follow-up with materials that speak to, let's say I pitch a company store, there's a standard you know, system, I set standard email and a presentation of capabilities that I'll then send out to that market. Mm. Um, but I don't just barf out ideas and, and see what sticks. Yeah. Uh, the, again, I'm qualifying the buyer. That's what works for you. It sounds like you're going already to the bottom levels of the funnel. Like when we think of the sales funnel, right? Up top is like marketing and reaching out to everybody and down below it's narrow. Not everybody you marketed to is going to buy. Like, you know, so they click and yes and call you back and buy. Great. But um, for some people that does work, right? Like you're going right to the bottom more specific, but for some people marketing, like they may have a certain letter or a script or an targeted Facebook ad or something, and that works for them, right? But you, you just haven't really done it. So I think finding the approach, not just completely writing off marketing, but recognizing that's not what you've done. Yeah, And, and I'm not, uh, again, that's how I use marketing. I don't really advertise. I don't, you know, I'm not, yeah. uh, it's just, it's more, yeah. it's more individualized to, I'm, I'm focused on what I believe are the bigger buyers by asking them the right questions. And if, okay. if, they're, if I don't get the answers that I'm looking for, they have a, yeah. sh- a short or smaller need, I then leverage that relationship and hand it off as a lead to somebody else who's trying to grow their business. But for me, I'm focused on a specific size buyer mm-hmm. and I qualify that buyer by asking them those types of questions. So if, if, is this right? It sounds like you have a, a niche that you focus on like the million dollar niche or more than that. And then you have the top companies within that as your target. And then you start approaching them kind of using that script, let's say, and then you qualify them. 
That's and right. ask smart questions and stuff like that. Okay. And the more I know the market, like I'm sure there are people on this call who specialize yeah. in certain markets. They know the title of the buyer. Okay. They know the position of the person. And then it's just a question of company size based on number of locations or employees or you know, budget dollars allotted or what have you. Okay. So Tammy has one more question, which is, do most distributors choose the vendors that they want to work with the most and then remove the others from their website? I'm just wondering if this is a common thing to do or do most just leave it all there? Because wasn't she saying it's like, yeah. just a, like, you know, fire hose of all this stuff. Yeah. I think, I think it depends on how your, how your business is set up. So if you're independent, you've got your own website, you're managing it, doing all your back office. Um, that's, uh, you know, you need some, somebody who can help you kind of dial that, dial that detail back. I mean, part of this business is, is obviously building relationships with our suppliers so that we can get better pricing service and ideas and help close deals and what have you. But um, it can be overwhelming. So mm -hmm. maybe some people on the call know this in terms of, I don't utilize like Sage or ESP as a tool like for my website, um, but I know there are there are services in our industry that are out there. They may be able to let you hone in on a preferred supplier list. You know, the alternative is there. Are, I know there are people on the call, myself included, that outsource their back office and plug into yeah. a company. Like I plug into Geiger. I know there's a Brown and Bigelow. Uh, you know, a, a bunch of different uh, systems you can plug into, and then they have done for you websites, which typically hone in on just the preferred suppliers regardless right, but if of somebody's going to do it on their own and isn't working with all you know like what what are they going to use uh yeah that's a that's a great question i i've i crafted my own system i built my own platform which had my own website and then well, we i were, set this up is, this we were talking about this just the other day yeah everybody how, does not have to custom build their software you were mentioning a couple companies right, right? like sage and then right write, sage right something and esp okay and right well and on the store that's a store it's not a it's not necessarily a website but for a okay. store you could use like bright stores as got an it example. okay or for stores you can use a, a lot of our top vendor suppliers will set up e-commerce stores with their products like sanmar and then you can yeah. bring in additional products from other suppliers if you want. But that's, I don't think that's what Tammy was asking. She wants to know about her wants main to know, website. Is it just distributors? Yeah. yeah. It's her, it just distributors. And as it relates to her main website and as it relates to anybody on this call, yeah. when it comes to selling products, um, by the way, there's, you know, this is a distributor's call, not a supplier's call. So we all have our own experiences with different suppliers that we like. And that, and that changes, right? Like our industry continues to change, well, especially right now. Yeah. But I will tell you as, a, as much as you're intentional with your schedule, you should be just as intentional with the supply chain that you're selling. Trusted, deep inventory levels, mm -hmm. you know that if there's a problem, they're going to fix it. Um, outstanding customer service. If you run into a pinch, they can get you first in line with the with the production. Mm -hmm. But I am absolutely selling products from preferred suppliers that have fantastic service and give me preferred pricing. So it sounds like, tell me if I'm wrong. It sounds like you're skipping over the website entirely. 
and just kind of thinking, here's the suppliers that aren't going to screw up this order for me. And that the website's there because you're supposed to have a website, but there's not a ton of, of clients that actually go there and start searching for products. Right. Is that I mean, accurate? I think the majority of the people on this call and if raise your, you know, ch chime in if I'm, if this is not the case, the majority yeah. of us build our B2B building the relationships yeah. one at a time. It's not an e-commerce play where we're getting, we're building relationships through e-commerce sales. So it's in this day and age, you need to have it, mm -hmm. but that's not how you, that's not been my bread and butter. Okay. So look at it as, I mean, there's this concept in social media called social proof. Right. And, and it's just to show you exist and are credible and are an entity. So it sounds like for some people like you, Josh, put it up there, have it. It's social proof. But it, but nobody's actually sorting through all that and um, to, you know, to look for products. They're relying on you to find those products. And this is something that Donald mentioned. We use um, the ES, ESP website to function as a store. And you can access that from our website by clicking on our shop button. So we're getting and he has another tip also, which I want to read in a second but yeah. he's getting into the stores and this is from lisa with image builders uh currently we do most apparel company stores through sage what is the best and lowest cost alternative for online stores that have more capabilities i want to offer this to my clients with the ability to have them order right there from the store maybe with a running total of orders for locations that are smaller and don't reach the minimum order quantity does that okay, make so sense you, yeah it makes sense you okay, okay. Bright stores would be an example of one. If, if you're on this call and you work with other platforms, by all means, chime in here, because this is definitely outside of my area of expertise. You know, one of the benefits of plugging in with, uh, with a back office support system like a Geiger is they've got these technology templates and platforms to do pop-up stores and more sophisticated inventory management programs and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, they also to be able to do batch stores. So I think what Lisa's referring to is like a batch. So, you know, small orders come in, you would then aggregate them and then you place one big order with the factory. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, yeah, if people, if people have comments, they can definitely chime in here. Um, I will say that um, for what it's worth, if you've got a big store opportunity, it may be worth approaching some of these back office providers to just help you with store your store business. Mm -hmm. um, it makes it a little bit complicated if they're willing to do it, because when it, from a billing standpoint, if your customer is getting billed by one company and then then by you, that may be a little confusing. But if they're so just really work it out on the back end, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's here, Christina is saying Bright Stores is good. And then uh, Hans is talking about Inksoft. Inksoft. Okay. Yeah. And um, there's something earlier I wanted to mention, just this is sort of going back a little bit in a general sales technique, but it's really cool what Don, what Donald mentioned is he says, one sale area for me is my invoice. I always send a hard copy and include a sale flyer that is appropriate for that client slash industry. It helps form a follow-up concept as soon as the prior order has been completed. In that way, sales have better flow. So that's a really good combination of, you know, marketing and sales and how to use marketing materials. So thanks yeah, for that. Yeah, that's really good. The, and Mike Phillips was saying, order my gear is another pop-up store for- Order my gear, okay. Yeah, which is good. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with them. I, I think the trick is, okay? Yeah. Um, when, and we're going to run, 
absolutely going to do a, a session on selling company stores and how to pitch them because yeah. there are so many ways to kind of go about that and the nuances that are involved. Okay. Our industry, depending on the supplier, depending on the decorator sets certain minimums. And the trick is if you want to sell certain products and you have a customer that doesn't want to, to, to take on inventory, how do you even go about selling a store like that? That's mm -hmm. a whole different animal, right. but it always starts with asking the questions. Okay. Right. What are they spending? How are they going to use it? And really, I would be focusing a lot of my energies on on utilizing stores as a way to make their life easier and deal with their pain points, whether it's distribution, whether it's, you know, aggregating orders so that you can then use technology and make it super easy with them as opposed to having them fill out spreadsheets um, and obviously budget controls. So they make sure that their employees or their front line is not overspending beyond what they, you know, have allotted. Okay. Um, lots of different uh, on that. So. And regarding company stores, is it accurate to think that some of these companies um, like the Inc, it's Inkspot and what is it? Build my brand. What was that one that was mentioned? Order my gear. Oh, order my gear. I think I just made up a company <laughs> and, and like these other schools, can they also help by serving as a consultant in a way like, Hey, how do people, once that comes through your store, how do people process their orders or what do you hear? You know, how have they'll you heard do, about Listen, the, yes, they'll do. Well, I, I can't speak for order my gear or bright stores, but if you go and utilize like a supplier site, like Sanmar, you know, they're very, there's, you're selling through their product and they're very happy to help you guide you advise you on their product line. They're, they're willing to take on other people's products, but it's just something to actually remember. We're out there selling somebody else's products. Like to me, that yeah. is a, that is a, a metric for, you know, uh, right. a, whatever for doing business. If, 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 if I'm too much of a pain in the supplier's butt, well then that's the feeling I get. I don't, I, you know, why, why, start? why, why am I sell, reselling your product? I could resell somebody else's who right. wants to partner up here. All right. We've got to do the poll before okay, wait, we forget. Wait, 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 because we have one more question and then we can do the poll. Okay, go. Okay. All right. So um, Gregory Harvey asked what tools, processes, software, et cetera, would be needed to get a sales rep team up and running pretty quickly. Is there a proprietary software that makes this work? Um, okay. Uh, proprietary software. I mean, you basically, um, you could set them up so that they can research product and do presentations and what have you using ESP or Sage. Mm -hmm. um, so they can sell, right? Mm -hmm. um, you can use, there are softwares for running this business. Um, if you are independent, um, Common SKU is an example of one. They have provided an order processing system Sage mm -hmm. has an order processing system that plugs mm -hmm. directly in with the, with uh, the purchase orders directly in with the factories. Mm -hmm. um, those would be examples of two um, uh, to get a, a needed to get a, a sales rep uh, team up and running. I mean, I, I'm way less focused on the, the tools than I am on the coaching and the training. Mm -hmm. um, so you're talking to somebody, Greg, Gregory, that, I'm focused on best sales practices to help them open doors and close deals um, and focusing their energies on revenue generating activities. That's what I focus the sales reps on, not, and then, but once the systems are set up. Okay. So for me, I outsource, I don't have to worry about that. I'm freed up to then focus my energy and time. We got to do the poll. Do you the like poll. that? Okay. Well, you're, you don't want Mike to be mad at you. Basically. I don't want Mike to be mad at me. And I want to see if I can figure this out. 
Okay. So let me see if this works. Can you see it? I can, yeah. Okay, hopefully everybody can. So here's the poll. If you could please chime in. What is your number one challenge in growing your sales right now? Is it time management, staying organized and focused? Um, is it your experience? You don't know your best practices to, to scale your sales. Is it getting new leads? Is it qualifying buyers and opportunities? Is it all of the above or is it other? And even though I didn't leave a field for filling in the other, we can kind of address that. If you, if you have stuff that you want, you want us to address uh, that, you know, as we're kind of looking at some of this information, I'll, I'll share my information at the end, but it's josh at swagcoach.com. I'm to, happy to answer some of these challenges after the webinar. Okay, this is fun. Katie, are you looking at these polls? I don't see the results. I mean, I see the poll, oh. but the results aren't showing on my screen. Mm, I'm going to have to talk to Mike about that. He totally failed you as a guest well, what panelist. does it say? What does it say? 37% um, of the people getting new leads. Mm -hmm. And that's the biggest challenge. Biggest challenge. Okay. 20% time management. 24%. Uh, all of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's good stuff. That's me. All of the above. <laughs> I need more coffee now. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. That's good. Um, yeah. So, you know, why don't we, we, we're way off, way off track with the time. So we're not, we're not, we're not at all. We're through uh, all the questions and it's time for the exit. I got you. It's so good okay. to have you in my life, woman. We even have time for one more question. Do we have any more questions? There is. Evelyn has asked, I have a website through Sage. She's had it for many years, but not seeing any results. Do you have suggestions on getting results? And as we, I feel like we have a little bit all answered this in the sense that it's there for social proof and really it's your relationships and pointing it out. Somebody even was saying um, earlier, it was a really great point. Uh, but I'm, I'm missing it in all the texts and chats and stuff about having people go there for research and to look around, but that they come to her for the actual recommendations and next steps. So to expect it to actually generate sales like a consumer site, I don't know if that's what Evelyn's looking for, but what's yeah. your perspective on that? I, I have several thoughts on that. Okay. okay. Go. Um, you have drive, to drive, drive. <laughs> What, what results are you looking for, Evelyn? Do you want your customers to buy online? Well, then incentivize them. You know, what I do is I will copy links to my website and put an incentive there. For this week, place your order online and I'll offer free shipping. How much, how, what is it worth to you to get them online? You know, when I think of e-commerce, and again, I'm not my experience here is more B2B offline, but I do think there's an opportunity for a hybrid, right? You generate lead flow, you generate interest, maybe you get a small order online, and then you take that relationship offline and build a relationship with that buyer. You size up the opportunity, and then you put them back online to do the order processing. Now, easier said than done, but there are several different opportunities within that process to be able to leverage your website, to drive people to utilize it. Um, 
And offering something different is going to be key, right? Because I, to me, buying things, I could be wrong about this, but buying things online, right? Like Amazon is really gearing up for Amazon merch. Okay, if you look at different hiring things all over the country from Amazon, they're really gearing up to do that. Then there's Custom Ink and there's Four Imprint. And, and I don't know if it's the same for Four Imprint, but it, to me, it just smells, it spells lower volume sales to me. Somebody right. who's going to make a $2,500 t-shirt buy and here's your t-shirt or here's your mug online, fine. Right. You know, but the bigger sales, the six-figure sales are, are not really going to do that. Am I right? Right. Right. So what you want to do, and that's why stores are awesome. And again, we'll talk about them. Yeah. If you can, if you can build a relationship, get a contract, set up a store, then you drive somebody into uh, online order, order processing. So I don't, for example, get a lot of orders through my main website, but the company stores that I've run, I'm, I'm, you know, we're getting thousands of orders and that's all online. And actually it was Chandra. Am I pronouncing that right, honey? Chandra. Chandra, uh, she was the one who made the comment, and also Hans is like directing me to her. It was, <laughs> it was teamwork. It was Chandra, yeah. thanks guys. And uh, she says, I have customers use the website as an idea generator, then come to me with ideas they like, but let me leverage my experience in the industry to present you to the best to present you the best options for you, right? Because even I, as an outsider, know how many um, just uh, supplier options there are and it just makes your head spin. Nobody right. wants to do that as their job. So let you know you do that job for them and sort through it all and give them suggestions. So okay. So you see how Hans is looking out for Chandra? And me. And you I appreciate it because I'm just you know trying to take over Mike's role here. Okay, you know what the so common denominator is? What? They both participate in small group coaching. Oh my gosh. Are you going to talk about small group coaching? <laughs> you have four minutes. It's like, uh, what was that restaurant we went where they were talking about the butter cake? It's that good. Uh, <laughs> nobody gets your weird joke. I know. Okay. Weird. What Keep are you going. Say? Stay focused. <laughs> okay. So uh, if you're new on the call or you like this type of, of, of best practice sharing and, and coaching, uh, we have a small group coaching program. Uh, we run it uh, in groups of five accountability, uh, uh, five people in an individual accountability group. We kind of help you scale your business and hold you accountable, putting together a plan, talking about best practices around a wide array of topics from setting up CRM systems, which is coming up, uh, to sales planning, uh, to uh, figuring out your million dollar niche and then putting together your million dollar pitch. So uh, we have several people that uh, had originally joined us with distributors helping distributors and now are participating in the, in the group coaching. And as uh, Hans and Chandra are showcasing, uh, hooking each other up and helping each other out. Because the thing that's awesome about this, which I think is atypical in our industry is, you know, we're a community. We can help each other. Yeah. We can, we can learn a lot from each other. There's plenty of business out there and, the question is where to go and find that community. It's, it's right here. So for those of you that may be interested, I uh, just wanted a, to do a quick poll and see um, if you're interested in small group coaching. Um, as the program uh, continues, uh, continues to grow, let me just see if I, is it posted? Well, your slide is posted, but I don't see the poll. Do you guys oh, here see it is, Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Got mind. it. Got it. Um, so if you're interested in participating in small group coaching, 
uh, let me know. We'll give you some information. The program's really growing. And uh, because it's growing, uh, we're going to also be looking for coaches, people that yeah. want to, you know, help us out and participate, coaching, holding people accountable, kicking a little butt, taking names, learning, having fun. So yeah, but another thing I, you know, we were talking about this the other day, Josh, and for those of you who have spent time in larger organizations, and now you're in the promo industry running your own business, you know what it's like to have a very steep learning curve that is facilitated by, you know, people you work with, the industry you're in, reports, training, access to research, you know, and when you're on your own, you are cut off from all of that. So one of the things I really like, especially because you know I, I focus a lot on studying solopreneurs, and this plugs all that back in for you at what I think is, is really reasonable, right? Some people don't work for those large organizations because it was sort of soul-sucking for them. So right. they want to be on their own, but they miss that learning from the industry. So this is a gap in your industry. And so you're filling this in a really smart way like even just on this call the folks that the stuff people are putting out and everything it's it's amazing so you're just biased no i mean i'm pretty objective <laughs> like if it sucked i would not be saying this right now i appreciate that i appreciate yeah. that honey yeah these are facts <laughs> yeah no uh listen it, we're, we're it's it's been great we don't we don't have to keep talking about the small group coaching but i personally love it it's i think that um whatever so if you're interested fill out the poll uh <laughs> And, uh, we and as will... Josh says, I think that whatever. I think that's my number one takeaway from today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to be salesy here. I, I think just... that whatever. Okay. All right. And that's right. the coaching nugget of the day. All right. Okay. One minute. Um, okay. Yep. So the the last thing I wanted to mention, two quick things. So one is um, if you want to get in touch with, with me or Mike, or if you want to get in touch with Kathy, uh, email me. Uh, at uh, Josh at Swag Coach. Uh, if you want to listen back to this webinar or any of the others that we've done, this, is, like I said, is our 20th. You can go to the swagcoach.com. It actually should say replays. I apologize about that. Swagcoach.com forward slash replays. And then uh, here's some upcoming webinars we're going to be doing just if you want to mark calendars for anyone that's interested. Uh, we've got uh, our next webinar on November 18th. Um, and we're going to talk with uh, this woman, Ann Dolan, who actually utilizes a, the same uh, planning uh, and accountability program that we use. It's called Traction for kind of staying on point with our goals. Talk a little, with her a little bit about that. You're actually going to get a two for one because she uh, specializes in tutoring and is going to talk about distance learning uh, for your kids and stuff like that for those of you that have a family. Um, December 2nd, uh, we've got uh, this company called The Wealth Factory coming in, and they're going to talk about how to keep your profits and hard-earned commissions oh and benefits, uh, tax write-offs that you can take advantage of as a promo distributor. And then December 16th, we're going to do some goal setting, uh, getting ready for 2021. So three upcoming webinars to wrap up the year and uh, lots of fun stuff going on. And what else? That's it. Should we wrap it up? Yeah. Any final thoughts, Kate? Well, I really liked the, you know, the, each of these could be its own topic. I think we're really just hitting the tip of the iceberg with all of these, but hopefully it stimulated some good conversation. And obviously, you know, folks, it'd be so nice to be able to sort of keep this going offline. Um, but I think that, you know, we only have an hour. 
this is good for, I think, an agenda to get in some real detail and examples for maybe 2021 sessions. Um, there's also some folks here who really have some great perspectives and are willing to share them on the websites and the large companies, et cetera. Um, but talking more about it seems to be a need. And I think we scratched the surface, which is great. Awesome. Awesome. What about well, you? Parting thoughts? Yeah. Number one, I love this. So I appreciate everyone taking the time and joining us. You know, for me, um, of course, I like selling promotional products. So that's that that isn't that's what I do. But I absolutely love the coaching and the mentoring and sharing best practices because I just don't think it's readily available in our industry. So I appreciate everyone attending. I appreciate everyone sharing and engaging. Uh, I hope uh, you got a nugget or two to help you move your sales forward and close out the uh, 2020 strong. And I hope everybody stays healthy yeah. and safe. And Kate, thank you for stepping in for Mike. I Absolutely. Did a hell of a job. And, and thanks everybody who was sharing because actually there is uh, a lot of journal research on the psychological benefit of actually sharing your expertise and sharing your experiences and things like that. So you guys are doing all the right stuff, not just for this group and the industry, but for yourselves. So thank you very much. And I'll see you in a second, honey. He's in the office. I'm in the living room. I'll see you. All in right. A see ya. Bye, everybody. Thanks, Be well. Bye.